Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Three Points Podcast. It is 8.53 Central Time on Tuesday, October 3rd. Uh, joined here again by our standard hosts here, myself, Brady Ellingson, Charlie Rose. Going to be discussing quite an eventful um, you know, weekend of Premier League football. But uh, I guess first off, guys, uh, Charlie Rose, for you, how was the weekend? It was good, man. Um, felt like it was like the last summer weekend out here, but uh, actually had um, – like, not wouldn't say a party, but I had some friends over on the rooftop Saturday night. We just hung out up there all Saturday, which was lovely. But uh, yeah, good weekend and not sports wise again. But I don't even think about that anymore. Sports no. are sports are stupid. Um, they're fake. But no, it was a great weekend in the in the city. Um, how about yeah. you guys? What'd you guys do? You love a good rooftop, man. You love, I love a good rooftop. rooftop. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, no, I was in Iowa City. I said goodbye to my brother Michael. Moved down to Miami. Shout out Michael. Um, so I had a chance to see him and tailgate a little bit, saw some buddies, and yeah, got a chance to watch Iowa get a nice, convincing 26-16 win, of course. So um, it was a good part of my weekend. But yeah, then spent the, um, yeah, just spent Sunday coming back. But Brady, what about you? Nice. Just hung around just hung around this house, uh, spent a lot of time outside, watched a lot of sports. Can't complain. Nice. All right, boys, well, let's jump in. Uh, three points podcast start every episode with our three points uh trailer rose i'll turn it over to you man what do you got biggest takeaway from the weekend yeah um can't really say much good about my teams anymore so i'm gonna give a big shout out to the bottom dwellers shout out to luton shout out to burnley today both picking up their first wins of the year uh like you said it's crazy how like a win at the bottom makes such a big difference um both of them are already in like 17th and 18th place so just jumped ahead of two teams, but good for them. I know that took them a little while to get going, but hopefully they. I like. I like. They're they're both good stories, so hopefully they can both get some more points. And one of them was at Everton, so you know that fan base was going fucking nuts, um, which was awesome over the weekend. But yeah, good for them. Shout out to the bottom guys uh, getting that first dub of the year. Hey, don't forget Wolves either. Get another yeah another yeah. Dub out of so, but not, I guess not promotion teams. But yeah, good point. Brady, what say you? Yeah, piggybacking off of your comments on Wolves, uh, my point is that Man City uh, showing some cracks, showing some vulnerability. You know, they got the loss at Wolves this weekend, and, um, you know, I feel like they're kind of hitting the grind right now with uh, European competitions. They got some injuries piling up. Um, you know, they barely escaped a escaped Sheffield United with a win earlier this year, um, won it at the end, and then, you know, beat Forest 2-0 two, two weeks ago at home and really wasn't convincing. And obviously they lost to Newcastle midweek in the Carabao Cup. And then now that's two losses in a row for City. They got a tough game uh, tomorrow at Leipzig in the Champions League. So, I don't know, a tough stretch here. Yeah, and we'll get into City here in a little <clears> bit. <throat> I doesn't, you know, I hate to see that, you know, as a Liverpool guy, to see City struggling a little bit, you know, just, you know, someone I'm really struggling with, you know, sad to see. But, um but yeah, definitely something to follow. For me, I'll get into it. So biggest takeaway from uh, this past weekend, uh, VAR is an absolute shambles in the English Premier League. Uh, for those of you who've been following the Premier League, the biggest kind of storyline of this past uh, weekend was Liverpool-Tottenham, which Brady and I are about to dive headfirst into. But my biggest takeaway just as a whole, I think that system has been a little – been pretty criticized here recently, and especially after this past weekend um, with a disallowed Luis Diaz goal, which would have really you know changed that that game. I think we'll dive into it here, but it's it needs to be changed, it needs to be rectified. I'll be interested to see you know hopefully what changes come from it. But 
as you guys listened to last time, we were very much looking forward to Liverpool Tottenham. We even discussed Brady. We we're kind of like, hey, if you don't watch soccer, just watch this game, like because this will bring some excitement. This was like your kind of gateway drug, so to speak, in like Premier League soccer. And it didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint at all. Um, I can go. Th- I think it'd be helpful to kind of go through in a chronological order, kind of all the events that that took place. For those of you who don't know, Tottenham did win two to one at home um, against Liverpool. I think the first point of contention, Brady, um, is the Curtis Jones red card at the 25th minute. So originally a yellow card, and then after video review, I went to VAR, determined to be a red. I guess, Brady, like, before I get rolling here, like, what was kind of your thought on that? I know we were kind of disagreeing a little bit um, what was happening in live. Yeah, um, like, obviously live, it's hard to tell. Like, stuff happens so fast. Um, I saw Usuma go to the ground, and at first replay, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he his cleats are up, and it hit him in the shin with, like, momentum going into him. Like, he could have been really hurt. I was just glad Basuma, he seemed to be okay. Let me see it on the ground for a little bit. And then I saw they were checking for the red card. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I actually think this could be a red. Um, I didn't think it was, like, a blatant red, but I don't – I guess if I, if I was a Liverpool fan, I would be a little disappointed. But, I mean, I think that's a red. I, yeah, I felt hard done by it. I think, like, the part that I'm most frustrated by is – like the tackle itself, like yep, he gets him high. He slips a little bit on his boot, and that's why his studs are up, and he gets him the shin. So yeah. like you know, some of the excessive force, I, I get. The part that frustrates me is the first image that they show the referee Simon Hooper when he goes to the monitor is like this, like the picture of just like at the end, like at the absolute worst, what it looks like. Like there's no discussion of like just like showing it to the replay in like full speed. It's just the slow mo picture of where it literally looks like a, like he's about to break his leg essentially. And there's not yeah. a lot of consideration. Like, I guess, kind of like, what do you, and Charlie, feel free to ch- chime in too. Like, what are your guys' kind of thoughts on, like, just that in general? Like, I, that's the part that I felt, like, super frustrated. Like, that's the first image in this referee's head is just, like, the worst possible outcome, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, Bear, on this one. I just think, like, it's tough to, again, this is the whole VAR system in general. It's tough to, because you can, we. I was watching that first half too, and you're listening to the announcers, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's definitely not a red, not a red." Right. And then them having completely different opinions, obviously from the guys in in the booth, and then obviously the ref gets his own look there too. Like, like you said, that's 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 the worst image you could show them. You need to like show them the build up to that too. I do think like, and this is maybe I didn't I didn't see the second red, but I think this was not a red. I think you got to take that back. Just in like a a big game like this, it it goes ball and then it rolls over. Yeah, that's a card, but like. And Brady, don't don't give me that smug little face because if that was, <laughs> if that was flipped and that was Basuma who had hit the ball and then rolled over, you'd be having a little freaking fit right now. Um, I mean, I he do barely think, touched the ball. Like I don't think the ball first, affected it's just anything. Momentum. I, I I don't know. I, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys dive into it. This is your game. I just think yeah, there's too many different factors of like announcers, the guys who are running the VAR, then the just the individual yeah. ref. Because they're all ha- they all have different views on all of this, as you as we'll get into later about this clip of the guys in the booth talking about how like what their thoughts were and what it should have been. It's insane how there's so many different parties, but uh, yeah, that was kind of frustrating. I just wanted to see this game, like as a a non Liverpool non Spurs guy, I wanted to see eleven v eleven. Yeah, I'm rooting for Spurs downfall and leaning Liverpool, but I still wanted to see it full 
like a full go, 100% on each side. And yeah. I apologize to everyone who I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking about this game after this and let you guys go. But I just want to apologize to our Twitter followers. It's been leaning a little heavy Spurs lately. We'll fix it's that. Don't worry. It's where he's like, oh, Spurs dominated the game. You had two more players. I would hope you'd freaking dominate the game. You had 11 on nine. If you didn't dominate the game, you had some serious problems. Sorry, everybody. We'll pick it up on the other the non-Spurs chat on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'll give this back to you guys. You guys go. You right. guys go. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, so, chronologically, next. So, now Liverpool have 10 men. Spurs have 11. 25th minute. So, like, essentially the rest of the game, we're down to 10. So, we thought. Um, Diaz goal is disallowed which is, like, the main contention on Twitter. Like, that's the main, like, kind of headline from this. Um, originally, ruled offside on the field. Um, just a And when it was live ready, it, like, I didn't even see them draw the lines. Like, I was so confused. It almost – it seemed as if it was, like, there was, like, some obvious thing that, like, that's why they didn't even show anything. They just, like, moved it on right to the next. I remember watching it live being, like, he's clearly onside. Like, he clearly is. And then they just were like, nope, just moving on. Moving on to the next. So we can kind of talk about that right now. We did, I mean, Liverpool, like, after the game, when, like, requested the audio, like, wanted to get the audio from, um, you know, these guys who, who are in, who are like, from VAR to better understand it. And, like, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. It is awful. I guess, like, kind of, Brady, what were your thoughts, like, at least watching the game live when that, that kind of goal was disallowed? Uh, I remember, um, obviously, like, at first, I thought it was offside, but obviously, like, that's just the camera angle, um, watching it live. And then they showed the replay, and I was like, oh, damn, that's that's on. Like, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. Should I was still confident that we'd be able to get a goal or two back just because yeah. we were, had the man advantage. So I wasn't, like, super, super down about it. And then it just happened so fast. They're like, oh, uh goal disallowed offside i was yeah i was like oh wow like we just got very lucky i'd like to see it do they have a different angle that they're not showing i thought that's what it was like is there a like a weird camera angle right now that they're showing everyone that is clearly making him onside but or do they time up like that when when he kicked the ball like do they time that up improperly because i don't know like it was even lee dixon was like there must be some other camera we didn't see or like like i don't know like what the lines are if the lines are drawn weird or whatever but like even he the announcer was like that's odd but the biggest kick in the nuts not the biggest but the bigger kick in the nuts from that is two minutes later sun scores two minutes later we i thought we were up one nil and two minutes later in the 36 minute sun scores uh joe gomez just horrific defending unfortunately yeah Um, nice goal i mean just well worked beautiful james madison what a ball and richarlison um, yeah. Three goal contributions this year, uh, one more than Sir Marcus Rashford. Ooh, we're throwing throwing that one in there. Just keeping the tally going. Yeah, no, the three goals out there. Goal contributions. Okay, we'll go by that. Um, I think just for every, my bigger frustration from this game is everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong, even when things went right. For example, before halftime, uh, Gakpo gets a goal. Great, he hurts himself on the goal. He's out for three weeks because he twisted his knee. Like, even when things go right for Liverpool in this game, like, even when we get get one back down to 10 men, like, Cody Gakpo is going to be out three to four weeks. He's immediate, like, he pushes through until halftime. But, um, but yeah, at halftime, I'm like, okay, 1-1. One, one, we're right there. We got a chance. Like, you know, down to 10 men. But, unfortunately, this whole year, that's what we've been doing. We've been down to 10 men essentially, like, 
three or four times <laughs> this year. So it's like it's it's old hat. Like Solitzai was playing well, McAllister's playing well. Um, you know, Salah's always a threat. But yeah, kind of from there. So the second half, kind of cagey, like a few opportunities, nothing too crazy. Allison is I oh, like yeah. how you call him an alien because that he is, is an, he's an completely alien. the best uh, comparison because that guy, I mean, you take him for granted, man. Some of the no, things he makes are just out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's incredible. It is so tough to go up against he, him. He, well, because he had one on Sun, like he had that volley on Sun and then he had another, yes. there's another like curler up from, yes, Madison. from Madison. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't say I take him for granted necessarily. I, hey, man, I lived through the Simo Mignoli days. I, I lived through them. I was there for them. But yeah. at this point, I do kind of like, not that I expect it, but it's just kind of like, yeah, that's like, that's that's Allison. Like, that's who we got back there. So, um, but no, to your point, he is an alien. He was an absolute alien. Um, saving a couple of like, big saves. And he's done that pretty much like the past two years, essentially keeping us in mm-hmm. attention. So, um, but then uh, Diogo Jota sees red. So we're down to nine men in the 69th minute. Uh, I like at this point, the second yellow was awful. Like that was such a dumb foul that he yeah. committed. I don't have any argument for that. The first yellow, I mean, that guy literally just tripped. Like you know, he just like tripped on himself and they gave him. I think him a he yellow. like brushed his knee or something. It was really that, like, that's a that's a tough yellow. I'm not against. I'm not for giving out such easy yellows, especially for dissent. Like I yeah. wish there was like another type of card to give. Because especially once these yellows start accumulating, guys are going to miss matches, and like no one wants to see backups play. Right, right. Yeah. So soft yellow for the first one. The second one, though, like you have to know you're on a yellow card, and you can't just like make that tackle. Like that. Yeah. Was, I, I have like no sympathy for that. So, and I thought I felt like we were actually like creating like some half decent chances, even with ten men. Like I feel like we we're still going forward. Um, so at that junction. So we were supposed to sub on Darwin Nunes at that time. But then once we go down to nine, we have to make ultra like defensive substitutions, bring in on Kanate and a few others. Um, it's basically like all hands on deck, like defend, defend. We go to three center backs at the back. And then in the 96th minute, uh, Cross comes in, Joel Matip on goal. Um, just an absolute killer, man. Just like an absolute heartbreak. Like I had, I went into this game like so excited. Like thought there was gonna be like so many like you know fun moments, and then I just I can't remember a game where I watched Liverpool and felt just so like defeated that like everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. And it wasn't even like a own goal. Like oh, you know what? Like that was probably going in anyways, and it just like deflected. Like he he like literally like kicked it top, like upper ninety top bins and. I mean, not that it's like completely his fault, but like in general, he's had a, Joel Matip has like had three or four own goals that have really cost us points, unfortunately. And I was getting ready to celebrate a point there as if it were a win, and we just came like it just fell apart of the scenes at the end, unfortunately. So um, pretty devastating on my end. But Brady, jubilation for you, two one, big win for you. Yeah, huge results. I mean, it would have been bad if we didn't get three points after you know playing against an Ironman Liverpool for. 25 minutes and honestly it was kind of discouraging to see how see how little chances we created i mean obviously you probably don't train nine versus 11 much in in training but um yeah spurs like never got the ball out wide they would just kind of pass it back and forth up top between like their between like hoiberg and skip and the center backs mm-hmm. and you know really was 
weren't creating too much of a threat, which is disappointing to see. Um, but yeah, I finally got the ball out wide and just put a ball in the box and, you know, see what happens. And we got lucky. Yeah. I really didn't even feel like, like during, even when we went down to nine, I knew like our attacking threat was neutralized, but I didn't really feel like you guys were all that close to scoring. Like I didn't feel yeah. as if you guys had like a ton of like really good chances. It was just like, I mean, we were just like packing it. It was so weird. I don't think I've really watched a game where there's only been like eight outfield players, just like two lines. <laughs> it was so, like, there was no like release point, no nothing. Like we nope. were really just so short. Um, so that was weird, but yeah, kind of overall, um, I know I was talking about kind of that audio earlier and Charlie, feel free to chime in here, but I was super frustrated by that. Basically my, my takeaway was like, they just were trying to get things moving along too quickly. Like, I think like they're, I'm not sure if there's feedback from them that they need to like hurry up and like make decisions quickly, but like to make a mistake of that magnitude, especially when like, when we're talking like, and part of it's true too with like Liverpool, like we've lost a city the league twice by like one point like we've been like right there every time so it feels like every point kind of matters but um we'd love to get kind of your guys takes on some of the audio or like what you guys kind of thought about that i mean yeah you go you first go. Rose. i'll go real quick i just think like like i mentioned earlier it's that that audio tape that comes out and i think we tweeted it out on our account it's it's insane like that's their job to give it a yes or a no and they both were clearly like whoa like what's going on like what we should this game like this should should not happen like that should be a goal and the fact that they have no they can't like obviously i don't know if they it'd be bad to stop the game but something like this like you said like this has a huge impact on the whole like landscape of the of the league for the year like that's a huge point on the road that liverpool just lost because of that not saying like if they scored that goal they still would have tied obviously they still like lost two guys to, to, to reds but the fact that those guys like that is their actual job and they're supposed to go like chime down to them and be like, Hey, that's a good goal or that's not a good goal. And they couldn't get that in because they wanted the game to go wide. Like I would think Liverpool would be totally fine if with the game holding up for another 15, 20 seconds to realize that they actually scored a fucking goal. Um, so I don't know. I think Amen, brother. Yeah, like, like we keep everyone, no one loves the, this, this process. The VAR still has all these flaws, which is ridiculous, but this just seems like a, a, the most clear-cut miss I've seen since they've had it, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad they came out with the audio. And it, it was crazy how fast they communicate. Like, I feel like we take that for granted. Um, mm-hmm. like there has to be some sort of process in place. But, I mean, they should be able to just, like, pause the game. for If that would ever happen again, I hope they change the rule where they can pause the game and reward the goal. I mean, it was yeah. like 15 seconds, like nothing crazy is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's the thing because they were like, well, we've, they've already taken the free kick, so we can't go back. Like, why can't we go back? Why can't we yeah. just like, go back? Like, it's just really a clear and obvious thing like that. Like that. I don't think Spurs fan like Spurs wouldn't, they wouldn't have a problem with that. Like, no, no. Yeah. Um, also, one interesting fact too. So like referees, so Simon Hooper, who's the referee in this game, 48 hours before he refereed a game in Saudi Arabia and then traveled back. And like, they, dirty, they, that's dirty. <laughs> and there, it was interesting, like seeing all the conspiracy theories, people would be like, Oh, real interesting. Uh, the referee gets paid by like basically Saudi Arabia and then city lose two hours before. And then like all these decisions happen. I don't believe that at all. I don't, I don't think it's like that much of a conspiracy, but more so just like, why are we having referees like English referees go all the like, all the way over to Saudi Arabia for like a midweek game and then come back. Like there's just a huge and just the overarching like conflict of interest there when there's like these nation states that are also running clubs now. It just, yeah, I think it's a bad look and I don't think they should be doing it. 
Yeah, I agree. The Saudi leagues are slowly, slowly hurting European football. Yep. This is, yep. We're all, I think we're all on record there. But um, I will say this, though. This is the one positive thing, I think, for Liverpool going forward. I think we're going to have like a legit us against the world mentality like the rest of the season, which is I, which I personally am looking forward to. It's like literally like all of my, my Liverpool people that I follow, everybody that I've been talking to is like, hey, Reds against the world, like Reds against whatever, like the Premier League, like everything. And that part I'm excited about. I love this team. Like even down to nine men, I thought we were still like a threat in some aspects. And like, I thought like we fought really hard, like, love this new midfield and I'm really excited the rest of the year as long as we can just keep guys from getting red cards we've had four red cards this year already through seven games which is insane so as long as we can just keep guys in the field I'm really optimistic that we'll be um you know be in good shape this year and I will say I'll just one last thing about this game I'm gonna pull out coach McCaffrey saying after all the insanity we're only behind city by two points (laughs) <laughs> after all the insanity <laughs> we're back up city by two points and we're right there at the top of the table so it's right there for the taking um yeah i feel like coach was like hey after all the insanity it's a two possession game we're right there. yeah like we're right there <laughs> that was like the only like silver line and i had a little bit but um yeah so i guess kind of moving forward here a little bit charlie we'll we'll turn it over to you here um, I know your sports fan has been taking a hit this past three weeks and the hits just keep coming here. Man, you losing at home, Crystal Palace, two nothing. Talk to us, man. What what is going on with this club? All right, I gotta get one thing off my chest real quick. Brady, um, if you want a stat, check me on Richarlison. He has two goals in 34 Premier League games for Spurs. So if you're cool with your sixty million dollar striker getting one goal every 17 games and you can sleep at night, that's cool. Go for it. Um, but now I will dive in. Uh, Man U, like I said last week, I was a little, a little bit of a downer last week. I'm trying to be a little more peppy this week, but uh, said it couldn't get worse. Um, but it turns out it could stay just as bad. <laughs> um, and that's where it's at. Uh, a, at Old Trafford against a mid-table Palace 1-0 loss. Sucked. Um, I wouldn't. This is the first Man U game I've probably watched in their last three or four. Um, watched the whole thing, and it was pretty frustrating where – I, they, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say they dominated the game, but they dominated possession. And in the final third, they had like that all their buildup was much better than Palace. Palace obviously had very limited chances. And then just when they got like literally right to the box, it was just like they, were, that was, they couldn't do anything else. They'd just be putting bad crosses in or put, pushing it wide. Like all the buildup was great. They dominated that part, but they just couldn't finish in the final third, which is extremely frustrating. Hoyland looked okay. He had probably the most shot options, but not, not a lot. Otherwise, I didn't really wasn't really impressed by Marcus. Um, I will say my buddy Garnacho with the brown hair now gave a little spark at the end, but still, like this team was flat. I mean, this was kind of like a you keep losing and then you're at home and you lose to a, a mid table Palace one to zero. I will say it was it was comical the the goal that Anderson, who's a center back, had on off a corner volley, and it I think it took maybe a slight deflection off Dallo, but like that was you could sick. give him. Literally 1,000 balls, and he wouldn't. He'd put five on net, probably. Yeah. That was so stupid. I'm not putting that on Onana. Onana has made plenty of other mistakes that wasn't on him. But yeah, super frustrating. Um, and I'm not, and, I, and it's just a bunch of turmoil still. Like, I guess Anthony's coming back. That whole thing is going on. Sancho looks to be 
on the way out as of today in January, which is kind of fucked just because the guy doesn't apologize. I don't even know. <laughs> so they're still in the fucking shitter. Um, it's kind of one of those things where like, it's, it's so comical. It's like a little part of me, even when I'm watching the bears where it's like, it's a little fucked up where I'm like, I just want to see how bad it can get. Like I, mm-hmm. like part of me was kind of like, let's just, let's just lose this. Like, fuck it. Who cares? Um, so yeah, not a good weekend. And, um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know. It's, I guess they have Brent or who do they have this weekend? Shit. Brentford. Brentford yeah. I mean, I would say must win, but with these guys, you never know. Um, but yeah, let's hear it, Brady. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm ready to hear it. Um, well, I have, I have something first. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I love, I shouldn't say love, but I think it's always really interesting to like watch a game that's at Old Trafford when man, you were down, just like the anxiety in the stadium. Like the like groans when there's just like it's like something bad happens or like just something not progressive, and I I feel like I noticed that more so than ever before in this game when I was like tuning in it was just like there was clear anxiety in that stadium, um, but yeah Brady would love to get your thoughts too. Yeah, I actually didn't watch the game. I just watched the highlights. Um, yeah, not good. I mean, I I said it multiple times that Palace are frisky. Um, and I feel like you guys might have gotten a sense of false confidence beating them midweek, um, but they with the they played their backups. Um, so then you guys play them next game, and Palace have their starters, and then they they beat you, and then you know you guys lose today to Galatasaray in the Champions League, and whew, I don't know, I don't know. Eric Tenthog is not a not doing <laughs> not looking too good, and oh, Anthony played today, so yeah, he's so back. Good, he's back. Good. Um, yeah, Brady, you bring up a good point. So, man, you sit in 10th in tenth place right now. Um, nine points I've lost through the last four. Um, you know, it's, it's always interesting, though, as bad as you guys are, have been playing, you're only like, you're only seven points out of fourth right now. Like, that's that can be made up, right? I mean, I think we keep forgetting, like, there's only been seven games played out of 38 so far. So it's still, like, really early in the, early in the season. But, yeah, it's it's pretty ugly right now, Charlie. It, it's, it's frustrating that we're only seven games in and we have to be – counting the points back from fourth place um, as Man U. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, like, they're not going to fire Ten Hag, but, like, some <clears> something <throat> needs to happen. I don't. I honestly don't know. I would say, like, change the whole lineup, but nobody's healthy. You can't do that. Um, yeah. And um, – but, yeah, so we, we, we did lose in the championship, Champions League again today, but I'm in the Champions League, and I'm you still are. in the FA Cup mm-hmm. and the League Cup, so – we have the same amount of points in the Champions League as you guys do. That's yeah, I'm, I mean, I just get to play midweek and get better. You guys are just sitting on your ass. Get but. more tired. You guys, so looking over your matches, like let's go over your home matches at Old Trafford. The one nil game against Wolves, which why fuck this? One of the worst VA cards <laughs> I've ever calls I've ever seen. You guys beat Forest three to two. Um, they it was down two nothing though. Really early, yes, yeah. in five minutes. Uh-huh. You guys lost three to one against Brighton. We're down three nil. Um, you guys beat Palace's B team, and then you guys lost to Palace. Like Old Trafford, cool. you guys are you guys are not playing well there. We're not playing well anywhere. Obviously, <laughs> we suck. Um, it's frustrating. I, I don't know what to do, and I'm gonna keep watching. And that's the only way that's gonna get me out of this rut. It's just that's a true watching. fan right there. Well, like that's the thing fan. is, like I will say that too, Bear. Like when you're talking about like the anxiety, like the fact that Palace scored that stupid freaking goal at. 25th minute it was i don't know 10 minutes extra time 75 minutes of like everyone's like huh huh and we'd get the good build up and it'd be like oh, like damn mm-hmm. and that, that was literally me on the couch too but it's like 
I don't know if this, there's obviously like a crazy amount of pressure, but like they just need to, they need to take it one game at a time. And it sucks that like, this is where we're at seven games in. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call this next one a must win, but it's like at this point it's, it's getting at close. home against Brentford. It's getting close, well, man. Let's, let's ask this. Yeah. Where's the, where's the panic button? It's visible. <laughs> it's, it's definitely visible. Um, you haven't hit it yet. No, I just, like, what, where did it go though? Like, what do you guys need to change or like, well, like we, like yeah, I said, yeah. we can't rotate the lineup. There's just nobody healthy. I don't, I don't know. Like Ron's back. Yeah, but I mean, he's playing with Lindelof, who's should not. He's a squad player at best. Center back and and Luke Shaw and all goes to Left hell. Back. Um, Juan Basaka is our top right back. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, we don't have a, a right wing. I guess Hannibal. Back. Hannibal. Anthony sucks, dude. Um, I don't know. It's. I don't like. I don't know where to go from here. I think I'm just going to watch this weekend and see. report I, back, I guess, Charlie. Report back are to us. Rock bottom. So I mean, even a point this weekend, just sad. I'd be like, oh, there you go. nice, moving right. on up. But well, that's well, life these days. Keep track and report back, please. Uh, you got it. So staying in Manchester, though, Brady mentioned this earlier. Uh, City dropping three points to Wolves. Wolves won two to one. Uh, a big goal from Wing Chan. Uh, also known as by Pep Guardiola, called him the Korean guy in his pregame <laughs> press conference. And then he came back to score a game-winning goal. Didn't even, like, register his name. Like, Pep didn't have a chance to register his name. And then I, that's the part I love about soccer Twitter. Then Wolves tweeted out, like, the Korean guy, at, like, once he scored or whatever, you know. And, I mean, that's a big, like, Wolves. I mean, it's a huge win for Wolves at home. They were down to – they had one point through six games. So, you get a big win. And then, obviously, City dropping points – at top of the table as well um, makes things all a little bit more interesting, but Brady kind of touched on it earlier. And just as our kind of resident, you know, city sin of the podcast, I'll turn it over to you here. Kind of like, I'm not sure if you had a chance to watch or watch the highlights or anything, but like, I mean, city definitely are showing a little bit of cracks here. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not like creating as much chances as they should. When um, obviously De Bruyne being out hurts them a lot. And Rodri was got the red card against Forrest two weeks ago. And then he was out for this game and, He's obviously a great defensive midfielder, but he also gets a lot of shots. Like he I feel like he's been turning more into like a goal goal scoring threat. And um yeah, I mean they don't have like Gunduan, I feel like this was a game that he comes up if he was still on the team, he would came in and scored a big goal or made a nice play and they're just missing that. I mean, they got freaking Calvin Phillips and Kovacic as their midfielders now, which obviously good players, but it's definitely a step down in quality. Yeah, there's kind of that lack of like I think they've always felt so surgical. Like, I was just kind of feels like they're just like, yeah, they're going to get a goal. They're going to get a goal. And then kind of like, yeah. I didn't get, I watched, I was like flipping back and forth between this game. And it just kind of like, there wasn't that kind of magic that's usually there with City, that kind of inevitability that they're going to score. But yeah. I could say that. And then they could very easily just go on and win the next eight games and right. hop. Because they have a really tough stretch coming up. Like, they had an easy start to the Premier League. They did. Um, yeah. They do have some tough fixtures. Uh, yeah. Let me see well. their fixtures coming up. Yeah, it's just it's tough because like usually this is also when they kind of hit their stride, like kind of coming around like holiday, like once the holidays start rolling around, the games start coming really quickly. Like that's when they kind of pick up a lot yeah. of steam. Um, but yeah, well, let, me, let me let me off their uh, their fixtures. So just Premier League, these are their next eight matches at Arsenal, home Brighton, away Man United, home Burnmouth, away Chelsea, home Liverpool, home Spurs, away Villa. Wow. 
Dude, that's actually really hard. Holy I know. Plus, plus uh, Champions League in there too. Like, so if you're looking at that, I mean, the only team that's not in the top six outside, of, like, I mean, you and Chelsea always kind of like those games are always gonna be kind of cagey. Mean, but like, I mean, six. Bournemouth at home. Outside of that, like, they have they play so Spurs, Liverpool, Brighton, and Villa. Yeah, and Chelsea. Chelsea, and right. they play Arsenal. They play Arsenal, Arsenal this weekend. Yeah. So, like, there's points to be had, um, which makes me personally excited um, to get a chance to, you know, hopefully if they can continue dropping points in that way. And, if like, I would just love, like, a three or four, like, horse title race, like, going into it, you know? We'll I remember, see. yeah. Oof. Early days. Early days still, but thanks for pointing that out, Brady. Uh, but, yeah, we mentioned Aston Villa in there. Charlie Rose, the Villa train is rolling full steam ahead, my friend. Put a beat down on Brighton this weekend. Let's go. Ollie Watkins hat trick, right? Yes, sir. I told you, boys. Everyone listening, it said Ollie Watkins goal this week. Didn't know he's going to get three. Brady, too bad, so sad. The train is left the station. You can't get on anymore. No, yep, um, sorry. It's too late. We're not yeah, accepting. I just, can I sell my train ticket for top dollar? No. no it'll go for top one. dollar right now. You never oh, bought okay. one. Okay. Um, but yeah, Aston Villa through seven games, sitting fifth, 15 points. Um, I mean, they're playing like, and even watch them too. It's not like fluky stuff. Like they're playing really attractive f- football. Like Musa Diaby's fantastic. John McGinn's playing really solid, uh, defensively, like having a pretty strong record that way outside of the couple times they've gotten absolutely clapped. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I feel like this is kind of like, if you, you know, have been following this podcast, we've been high on Aston Villa this year. And they seem to be, you know, providing dividends and returns. So, um, do you guys think that they can keep this up or no? I mean, they they look good, and we our only criticism so far was like every time they played a good team, um, they kind of struggled their loss. But I think, like we all have realized so far, Brighton's a pretty damn good team, um, and that's a good win. And I think also this Jacob Ramsey guy, I know he's new, but he has come on really, really well. Um, put a couple goals the last couple games, but. I don't know. I, I think they can. It depends on how um, deep they are when it comes into the European play. Um, I know they have those games and stuff, but I don't know. You want to hear, hear their next five games? Give it to me. So they play at Wolves this weekend, West Ham at home, Luton at home, at Forest, and then Fulham at home. Dude, I need 12 like, points on that out of 15. That, Give me like, that. If, after, in, so by match week 12, like if they, get, they could easily get 12 out of 15 there. Like they could be sitting like fourth or third very easily, like based on like how these some some of these other games are going to go. Um, yeah, which would Get really be a in Golden Boot futures in now. I wonder what those odds are at. We should check those out. Um, we get a chance, but yes, the Villa train. We Charlie and I are still aboard. It's going full steam ahead. We're ahead of schedule on our route um, towards the end of the season, and we're we're going to be following them closely. So. Um, also, another news: uh, Chelsea scored, so they're off the they're on off the off the, on the score sheet, I suppose. So good for them, right? Everybody's super <laughs> happy about that on this podcast. They have a goal. They have a goal of the week or goal of the month selection now. Um, They're XG so. Brady. Domino's Domino's can uh, stop that truck that they had out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, big win for Chelsea. Um, kind of you know getting a win there, I guess against Fulham. Um, Mudrick scored and then kind of like a clumsy goal, I guess, by Broha. But, um, yeah, but yeah terrible congrats. by Tim Bream. Yep, say something nice about Chelsea. Chelsea won. There we go. Um, 
Then kind of other storyline, um, Everton Luton. So Everton lost at home to Luton, which so Luton's first win in the Premier League, I think ever, correct? Yes. First ever win. <laughs> first ever win comes at Everton, who have been playing some of the worst football and also playing like some of the, like the most low level teams so far. Like they've had a very easy strength of schedule and have not they sit currently with four points, so barely outside the relegation zone. And you want to talk about anxiety in a stadium? Goodison Park, like, was as anxious as it gets, man. Like, un- unbelievable. Did you guys get a chance to watch all or at least, like, tune into the highlights or anything? I, w- I watched the highlights, and it was just how I dreamed of it. Um, I told you guys before we started, but the they won 2-1, and the first goal they got was, like, a goal line clearance from Ashley Young and Everton, and he – kicked it skyrocketed right at the Luton guy, hit him in the back and it just went right into the goal. Like total, like ever, like an Everton goal like that to give up. It was awesome. And then they had a nice one in their second one. So it went up 2-0. and you could tell all those scousers were like, just getting on Everton players the whole game screaming at them. And I, I'm sure walking off the field that they were not, not getting any love, but I loved it. That was awesome. Um, I think it's funny seeing those types of teams at the bottom but good for Luton. Uh, they deserve it. First ever win in the Prem. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. they can get some more. Yeah. Um, just looking ahead of their schedule. Everton have Bournemouth at home this Saturday. So another opportunity. Like against Bournemouth have one point this year. It's like another opportunity to get a win. And then after that, they have a little bit of a tougher stretch, but not too crazy still. We get a Merseyside Derby following um, international break. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, Everton, <laughs> like... <sighs> They're always a team. They're a team that should like should be doing better, and they just aren't. And I can't. It's hard for me to fathom if they're going to spend another year in relegation battles. Like that's almost hard for me to fathom. Like <laughs> a team of their size with this giant stadium they have coming for next year. If if they're playing Middlesbrough or Ipswich Town in that stadium next year, I would lose my mind. Like it would just. Like, I don't think my brain would comprehend it. Ipswich would be in the Prem. Why well, yeah, not? Maybe not Ipswich, but, but Borough or like any of those like like Millwall. Like if they're playing Millwall or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's just going to be crazy to me. Um, but we'll, we'll be tr- keeping track of them as well. But I know I just threw out some championship slander there, which is not allowed on this podcast, but that does bring us up to our championship with Charlie. So Charlie, if you don't mind bringing us up to speed from everything from the, the championship, go ahead. Yeah, I, I will say though, Everton fans would fit right in in the championship. Um, those fans are nuts and like, there's been clips all over the whole year of people just like fighting and like throwing obscene gestures at each other. So Everton, those guys would be perfect there next year. But uh, yeah, another busy weekend in the championship. Uh, we'll kick it off um, Friday. Uh, Sunderland got a 3-0 victory, two goals for Jack Clark. So a great, another great sell by uh, Spurs there, getting rid of that guy. Um, Saturday, um, tough day for Leeds, but. They ran into a buzzsaw. So, like I said last week, Southampton lost four in a row, and they are probably one of the favorites to go back up. So pretty poor time to go to Southampton, I'll say, um, after four defeats in a row. Um, they lost three to one. Just Southampton just owned that game. That was that was a loss before it even started. Two goals for Adam Armstrong. Uh, Ipswich with a tie on Saturday, and then a couple other random scores. Norwich won. And then Leicester cruised to another victory. I always forget Leicester. Like I keep saying like every week, like Leicester won, like business as usual. Like their goal scorers were Fies or whatever, that like guy they got when they were in the Premier League last year, Liverpool's favorite player. 
Vardy, <laughs> Ian Nacho, and Dewsbury Hall. Like four guys who played in the Premier League last year just ripping off goals. Like they're they're 100% going right back They up. did a nice job of like retaining some talent. Like when they went down, if they actually they, did a decent yeah, job of that. They did a great job this summer, I thought, too. So that's another win for them. And then Sir Harry Winks. <laughs> I mean, he'll be in the Prem next year. He deserves to be. But uh, And then the thing I like about this, too, for the championship is like today, like I was like, oh, crap. Like they had games today in the championship. Like when they're playing um, Champions League football, obviously the championship, they have a couple more games throughout the year than the Premier League. So they had to play today. Um, Ipswich is the 3-0 dub. But I'll get running through the table quickly. Ipswich is at the top. Shout out Ed Sheeran. I've been sending you guys some clips. Ed Heads, baby. Yeah, he just released an album on, on Friday. Uh, great album. But um, he's he's all in on Ipswich. I'm all in on Ipswich. I would love to see them go up. But those two with Leicester are top of the table. Um, Sunderland's moved their way to fourth, which is pretty cool. But it's pretty packed from fourth all the way to, wow, down to 16th is a four-point gap. So it's tight. Um, I love it. Love it. Jam packed. These every win is huge. So uh pretty well, fun. Not, not a lot of game. Like, um, so fourth fourth's at sixteenth and then like nineteenth's at ten. It's insane. It's great. It's really it's a I mean, long I, season. It is a like long forty six games, right? Uh yeah. It's it's awesome, Ooh. dude. But that's uh those just these games just keep on coming. You don't even know it. Um so I'm excited. We'll see what happens <laughs> this week. Well, and you guys are even at the place right now, like and maybe there's some more games going on tomorrow, but like Leeds currently have a game in hand. They've only played nine and yeah. twelve plays with thirteen. So we love having I, I can't wait for a game in hand. I, I love having a game in hand. <laughs> no, I don't like game in hand. I love that a game in hand. Awesome. I love being like two points back but a game in hand. Um <laughs> so but that's very cool. Charlie, thank you for that update from the championship. We will be Bumping some of that Ed Sheeran um, with the Ed Heads, you know, continuing on in their their triumph and their um, march towards the Premier League, hopefully. So we'll be tracking that. But that brings us up to kind of uh, one of our last segments here. Um, going over our bets, uh, bets that we like uh, both last weekend, kind of how we did, and then um, going into this weekend as well. Uh, so yeah, Charlie and I, we hit our best, our favorite bet of Villa Moneyline plus 145. Brady took Brighton plus 155. Um, unfortunately, that way, silly, silly boy. <laughs> um, a couple of our over unders hits, none of our um parlays or uh underdogs hit, unfortunately. But um, for the most part, from our with our favorite bets and with our over under, I've been pretty solid this year. So, um, boys, let's get into this week though. What, which, what games do we like? Um, I'm looking at the sheet right now, Brady. Can you explain yourself, man? We have you have Everton minus 110, surely that's a typo. Or like there's been some have, case of insanity. What what is going on here? I have some sort of sickness, right? I, I can't <laughs> can't get off Everton, man. How is that possible? I, I keep on buying low. It doesn't <laughs> get much lower. Explodes, man. <laughs> it doesn't get much lower. I know, but hey, uh, it doesn't get much lower, and this is a must win game. This is a game where we go back and one of these teams, decent chance they get relegated, and we're gonna look back and say, Hey, this was a deciding match. This is the game. Everton at home, you know, they've really, really struggled in the Prem. And Burnmouth, they haven't, um, they're low on the table right now, but they've had a tough schedule. And I don't think you can say the same for Everton. Everton's schedule has been pretty easy. So, I mean, losing at home to Luton is bad enough. They they really need this. And yeah. I'm back in them in desperation mode. I just, I can't. They, I mean, they, it must be a hell of a drug, Brady. Ben, the, the XG last game was two point nine to zero point nine against Luton, and there they lose. Is. 
That was it. I, I can't be mad at Luton one. I mean that that's a great story. Well, Brady, the overhit for when you were going to bring up XG, it was at it was set at twenty two and a half minutes, and it, we had to wait <laughs> all the way till forty three. So, <laughs> kudos to you for that, uh, Charlie. You've gone for Villa uh, moneyline this weekend. Simple. Um, the train is it's fully rolling, and I think they got Wolves. Um, Wolves are riding a high, beating the, the best team in the league. I just think they're going to come out flat, and the, and Villa gets it done. Um, simple as that. They're a better team. I, the game in Europe on Thursday, Rose for Villa. They need a win. Yeah. Be all right. Charlie, I'd be interested in putting a sizable bet down on that Villa money line. That is very I'm, I might join you. Yeah. I might join you. Okay. Well, I changed my mind now, actually. <laughs> um, so I've gone for my favorite bet. Um, I love Liverpool money line. Plus 115 at Brighton. Jurgen Klopp's going to have these guys coming out. Just absolutely flying. Um, Not Curtis Jones. No, Curtis Jones won't be out there. Diogo Jota won't be out there. Um, Selfishly, though, I am kind of interested to see what this midfield looks like. I think Gravenberg might get a start now. So, like, a whole new midfield would be really interesting if they go Gravenberg, um, Solotai, and McAllister, like three new signings, essentially. Um, could go for Waturo Endo as well or Harvey Elliott, but I think if they bring out Gravenberg, just I would be fascinated to see that. But I think we're just going to come out, and I think just kind of one of those games where Brighton's just on the wrong end of a – like, they just got – Seals at the wrong time, essentially. Like, I don't think it would really matter who we're playing. Brian's solid team, obviously solid at the Amex, and I think it's going to be a really open game of football, but um, I think it's just going to be a buzzsaw. So um, I'm looking forward Mito- to that. Matoma is going to cook Trent. If he plays, man. If he plays. But, yes, I, I, I'm I, excited to watch Brighton a little bit more in-depth now. Like, I'll be interested to see, like, Evan Ferguson, he plays, and um, deserve me ball, but – I mean, Brighton coming off of getting smacked too, you know. So yeah, they got a um, they got a big game in, in uh, Europa League too. They lost their first opener. Yeah, and I think they have a tough group. They might play Merced, Merced, or or Ajax. That is a tough group. Wow, um, all the more reason. There you go, fighting battles on multiple fronts. Uh, favorite over unders, um, Brady. You went for Forest <clears throat> Palace under two and a half. I will say that that game does not scream goals to me either. Yeah, Eze's out for like a month too, so I really don't know how Palace are going to score. Oh, that's your boy. Your boy Eze's out? Yeah. Man. Spurs play them at the end of the month, so I hope he uh, hope he rests for a while. Mm-hmm. Gets, sure. gets right, gets healthy. Yep, sure. Uh, Charlie, you've gone from Man U Brentford over three and a half. You're expecting just goals galore. What's what what's going on here? <laughs> uh, turns out Onana's kind of a sieve. Um Yeah. I would thought it was a fluke after one, maybe two, but it's it's three, four, five games where it's just like it's tough to be like, what are you doing, dude? Um, but you say that a lot, so I think he scores, and then but I also think Hoyland had two today in the Champions League. I think he starts to get rolling, so I think over three and a half plus those are really good odds at Man U. Like the fans are going to be on their ass. Um, I think there'll be plenty of goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I went for Fulham Sheffield under two and a half. That game just screams Fulham two nil to me, um, or like one to one. I just don't see there being a whole lot of goals in that game. So I went you know, for the under there at minus one twenty. Um, kind of our favorites, I guess underdogs. Um, Brady and I went for Forest plus two fifty, and then uh, against Palace, which I was kind of surprised they're plus two fifty. You know, going against Palace, but um, Charlie, you've gone the opposite way. You've gone Bournemouth plus two eighty against Everton. At Goodison Park. 
Just I want chaos. That's that's simply what I want. <laughs> I want Goodison Park to burn to the ground. I think it's hilarious. Um, I want them to play in the championship really, really badly. So mm-hmm. yeah, give me in Bournemouth too. They only got one point this year. I guess that's a, not an easy place to play, but you you can win there. It's winnable. So give me some, give me some more chaos. All right. Um, all right, Brady, you got to walk me through this parlay you got here. Um, plus seventeen seventy four. What are we working with? Yeah, so we got Everton money line, Tottenham money line, Villa money line, um, and then City Arsenal draw. I just think that game that screams like one to one to me. Um, I feel like these teams are tired. Saka will be out. Rodri will be out. Um, yeah, I just feel like they're both teams would be happy with a draw, so they don't get too much of an advantage over one over okay. each other. Yeah, plus seven. That's that's a hell of a parlay right there. I do. I feel yeah. like we got that. Yeah. I would love to see if you like put some money on that. I would love to see if that adds sprinkle, me, actually sprinkle, sprinkle a little bit on it. Yeah, sprinkle a little bit on yeah. it. Charlie, you've gone for a Villa Liverpool parlay. Yeah, um, I've tried to. Sim- I mean, obviously my parlays haven't been hitting lately, but I'm trying to simplify them and not get too crazy. Um, it's like we said before. I, I like Villa just winning at Wolves. They're the better team, and they're gonna, Wolves are going to come out flat. And then, like you said before, I just think. It literally did not matter who Liverpool plays this week. I think they come out and they think they thrash Brighton. Um, so those two money lines plus three fifty one. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I so I went a little different direction. I went with the City Pool parlay. So I think City are going to win against Arsenal. I think Liverpool win against Brighton. That's plus four sixteen. So I mean, City coming off a loss. I know obviously Arsenal's going to be tough. Um, I think City find a way to bounce back. Uh, the other part that I actually don't mind though is if this doesn't hit, like it means like like it lost Liverpool win. If like City lose points, I'm not super upset that my parlay didn't hit. If like City, you know, drop points or anything. So technically, um, the City pool parlay should be Liverpool and then City not to win. That's a good point. I might have to I might have to look into that and see what those <laughs> odds are. Um, but uh, that and then yeah, just kind of want to you know wrap things up here. Um, games this weekend that we're looking forward to. I know we've touched on a few of these. I think the big one, City Arsenal, uh, a few a few of those guys out, but um, that's Sunday at um, 1030. I think that's kind of the game of the week for sure. Uh, how are you guys thinking that one's going to play out? Um, I can't root for Arsenal, so I'm hoping City get a get three points out of this but i feel like it'll be like a low oh, event game God. just say you like city it's okay it's okay man. what i love you it, it was really rooted for city hard the last three months of last season um so i got a taste of what it'd be like to be a real city fan but jesus yeah i can't root for arsenal um so i hope city get, get a win i think it'll be a, just a low event game like i wouldn't mm-hmm. mind the under in that game like under two and a half goals under three goals hmm. they play each other in the, the um the cup before the season. I forget what the name of it is, but and I know it was kind of preseason-ish, but it was a really boring game and Arsenal won, scored really late and then went on penalties. But yeah, both teams just kind of want to pass and possess the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that game's just going to be really interesting. I mean, obviously at Arsenal, um, I'm pulling for like a draw. Essentially, I hope both those teams drop points a yeah. little bit. Um, yeah. But if I had to pick one, I probably would prefer Arsenal to win, I guess. I mean, obviously, just from my background, but I also think Arsenal are going to be more susceptible to dropping points. Uh, one game I feel like we haven't really touched on much, West Ham-Newcastle. Newcastle's been in better form lately. I think that's going to be a pretty good game um, Sunday morning as well. Um, they have I, a massive game 
Who's in that? Champions Newcastle? League. Yeah. They do. Well, they the just El Gassico. Drew. Yeah, El Gassico. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so they're, it's their first home Champions League game in, what, like 25 years or something like that? Yeah, something like that. It's going to be rocking, dude. St. James Park is going to be rocking. Is that a letdown spot, though, for Newcastle? Like, after <sighs> a big Champions League game and then playing West Ham? Oh, yeah, it very well could be. Oh, yeah, the West Ham and PSG yeah, game. Yeah. Yes. That's, so, at, on the road at West Ham, Sunday morning, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. a little letdown spot. I might uh, look into that. Can we talk um, about they finally did the right scheduling? I feel like we've had like just one random Sunday game or like the better game is earlier and like whatever. Yes. We finally put like city arsenal, 10 30, like for the mayor, like us American fans, like, thank you. Like this is the, it makes sense to put that game later. Like even Saturday, like putting the bigger names first, like just, just hide all like Everton Bournemouth. Like that's that they need to like start doing this. Um, I love that city's arsenal's 10 30. I'm excited to watch. Um, but yeah. Also think, for both uh, of these, for both of these, like both games, like Saturday games at nine, those are going to get over like right at like, 10:58, and then just roll right into college football and then that city arsenal game is going to end at t- like start at 10 30 it's going to end right at like 11 58 or whatever and just roll right into nfl football like those are great just sports weekends like, yeah. i'm so glad they're back on track with that there's so, early nfl on sunday but you know I'd, I'd rather watch brighton and liverpool there you dude i will be tuned in i'll be ready to go i will be live tweeting off our account i, I will get some more liverpool tweets off off on there as well um but yeah, another fun weekend of Premier League action ahead. Uh, we'll be back here next week. I know this is one thing also to know too. This is the last weekend of Premier League football before international break. So um, we'll be back here again next week, kind of going over Premier League stuff and then also talking some NFL and college football as well. And we'll be looking forward to that. Boys, anything else before we go? I love you, Caleb Williams. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, are, you, are you just watching all USC games from now, from now on? Just trying to... Just will I, yourself. I actually watched them on Saturday just because, like, one, I hate the whole Colorado thing. You guys know that. But then I was just like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is it's pretty fun. This could be pretty fun. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk next week on that. One one NFL question for you before we go. Do, would you like Justin Fields to be traded to the Atlanta Falcons? For his own sake, yeah. I think he's a good guy, and I think he's just got no chance in Chicago. Um, I, I think he's from Atlanta, too. So, yeah, if we can yeah. get something for him. And we'll give you Chase Claypool for free. Yeah, just, just throw him nice. on. Throw him there. Cool. Well, that wraps up our Premier League podcast for this week. Uh, we'll be back here again next week. Thanks for listening.